Chapter Ten of Isaac Bickerstaff. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Isaac Bickerstaff, physician and astrologer, by Richard Steele. Chapter Ten, a business meeting. From my own apartment, October twenty-fifth. When I came home last night, my servant delivered me following her. Sir, I have orders from Sir Harry Quickset of Staffordshire, Baronet, to acquaint you that his honour, Sir Harry himself, Sir Giles Wheelbarrow, Knight, Thomas Rentfree, Esquire, Justice of the Quorum, Andrew Windmill, Esquire, and Mr. Nicholas Doubt of the Inner Temple, Sir Harry's grandson, will wait upon you at the hour of nine to-morrow morning, being Tuesday the twenty-fifth of October, upon business which Sir Harry will impart to you by word of mouth. I thought it proper to acquaint you beforehand so many persons of quality came, that you might not be surprised therewith, which concludes, though by many years' absence, since i saw you at stafford unknown sir your most humble servant john thrifty october twenty fourth i received this message with less surprise than i believe mr thrifty imagined for i knew the good company too well to feel any palpations at their approach but i was in very great concern how i should adjust the ceremonial and demean myself to all these great men who perhaps had not seen anything above themselves for these twenty years last past i am sure that is the case of sir harry besides which i was sensible that there was a great point in adjusting my behaviour to the simple esquire so as to give him satisfaction and not disoblige the justice of the quorum the hour of nine was come this morning and i no sooner set chairs by the steward's letter and fixed my tea equipage but i heard a knock at my door which was opened but no one entered after which followed a long silence which was broke at last by sir i beg your pardon i think i know better and another voice nay good sir giles i looked out from my window and saw the good company with their hats off and arms spread offering the door to each other after many offers they entered with much solemnity in the order mr thrifty was so kind as to name them to me but they are now got to my chamber door and i saw my old friend sir harry enter i met him with all the respect due to so reverend a vegetable for you are to know that is my sense of a person who remains idle in the same place for half a century i got him with great success into his chair by the fire without throwing down any of my cups the night bachelor told me he had a great respect for my whole family and would with my leave take place himself next to sir harry at whose right hand he had sat at every quarter sessions these thirty years unless he was sick the steward in the rear whispered the young templar that is true to my knowledge i had misfortune 
as they stood cheek by jowl to desire the esquire to sit down before the justice of the quorum to the no small satisfaction of the former and resentment of the latter but i saw my error too late and got them as soon as i could into their seats well said i gentlemen after i have told you how glad i am of this great honour i am to desire you to drink a dish of tea they answered me one and all that they never drink tea in the morning not in a morning said i staring round me upon which the pert jackanapes nick doubt tipped me the wink and put out his tongue at his grandfather here followed a profound silence when the steward in his boots and whip proposed that we should adjourn to some public-house where everybody might call for what they pleased and enter upon the business we all stood up in an instant and sir harry filled off from the left very discreetly countermarching behind the chairs towards the door after him sir giles in the same manner the simple esquire made a sudden start to follow but the justice of the quorum whipped between upon the stand of the stairs a maid going up with coals made us halt and put us into such confusion that we stood all in a heap without any visible possibility of recovering our order for the young jackanape seemed to make a jest of this and had so contrived by pressing amongst us under pretence of making way that his grandfather was got into the middle and he knew nobody was of quality to stir a step till sir harry moved first we were fixed in this perplexity for some time till we heard a very loud noise in the street and sir harry asking what it was i to make them move said it was fire upon this all ran as fast as they could without order or ceremony till we got into the street where we drew up in a very good order and filled off down sheer lane the impertinent templar driving us before him as in a string and pointing to his acquaintance who passed by i must confess i love to use people according to their own sense of good breeding and therefore whipped in between the justice and the simple esquire he could not properly take this ill but i overheard him whisper the steward that he thought it hard that a common conjurer should take place of him though an elder esquire in this order we marched down sheer lane at the upper end of the which i lodge when we came to temple bar sir harry and sir giles got over but a run of coaches kept us the rest on this side of the street however we all at last landed and drew up in very good order before ben tookey's shop who favoured our rallying with great humanity from whence we proceeded again till we came to dick's coffee-house where i designed to carry them here we were at our old difficulty and took up the street upon the same ceremony we proceeded through the entry and were so necessarily kept in order by the situation that we were now got into the coffee-house itself where as soon as we arrived we repeated our civilities to each other after which we marched up to the high table 
which has an ascent to it enclosed in the middle of the room the whole house was alarmed at this entry made up of persons of so much state and rusticity sir harry called for a mug of ale and dyer's letter the boy brought the ale in an instant and said they did not take in the letter no says sir harry then take back your mug we are not indeed to have good liquor at this house here the templar tipped me a second wink and if i had not looked very grave upon him i found he was disposed to be very familiar with me in short i observed after a long pause that the gentlemen did not care to enter upon business till after their morning trot for which reason i called for a bottle of mum and finding that had no effect upon them i ordered a second and a third after which sir harry reached over to me and told me in a low voice that the place was too public for business he would call upon me again to-morrow morning at my lodgings and bring some more friends with him end of chapter ten read by elijah fisher